0: Hello, you are listening to Forefront. This is Adam and Christina Hannon.
1: We've been married for 16 years. We have four kids and two things we really love. I love new socks and you love no socks. It's true. We're different (laughs) and that's okay. So in this podcast, we ask each other three questions each week. What's something that's brought you joy? What's been something that's been hard? And what's been on the forefront of your mind? Of course, you're welcome to eavesdrop on us, but also, you might want to take these questions and ask them to the important person or people in your life.
0: And this week, I am super excited because we are going to give away something a little special. Yep. So stay tuned to the end of this episode, and you're going to find a little gift, a little Easter egg at the end for you.
1: Nice. Nice. All right. So what's something that's brought you joy this week, Christina?
0: Well, it's funny that you mentioned that I love no socks because (laughs) (laughs) um, the thing that has brought me the most joy this week is something that I'm even willing to put socks on for.
1: What? (laughs) I know.
0: Shock. And it is my Hunter rain boots. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know this sounds trivial, but I love rain boots. Hmm. Absolutely love them. I always have. Like, we used to get them in our Easter baskets each year. We get like fresh rain boots. It was <laughs> so exciting because it's springtime and there are puddles everywhere mm-hmm. and you and I love going for walks in the yeah, afternoon. That is one of our favorite things to do together. And, and it rains so, on us a lot. Yeah. This season of life, I mean, that's just huge for us to get away and have some time together. And so if we're going to do it rain or shine mm-hmm. and I have to put on something on my feet, then I'm going to put on my very favorite <laughs> piece of footwear, which is my Hunter rain boots. And and my love for these boots is just, it's unreasonable. <laughs>
1: unreasonable! I, I but if that's what it takes to get you motivated to get out and go on walks with me, I think it's worth it because it's our relationship that we're putting time into. But you're more willing to go if you get the rain boots that you like. <laughs> right. so.
0: Yeah. How about you? What's something that brought you joy this week?
1: Mm-hmm. So here we are in the middle of this global pandemic I'm having too much fun with this, <laughs> like it shouldn't be this much fun, but you know spending more time at home, all of our activities are cancelled, right? The time that we're not spending driving has um freed us up a lot, mm-hmm. and I don't want to miss an opportunity to make the most of the time, so looking at my kids and thinking. What can we do to foster creativity and imagination when they're not going and doing this and that and the other thing and all these activities? You know, we've been spending more time coloring than spending some time in the yard yesterday. Okay, this is this is weird. This is going to sound really weird. No. Christina and I were <laughs> on one of our walks, and at the end of our dead end road, you got the ditch that you know on the other side of the ditch is the highway. Mm-hmm. In the ditch was a deer. It was roadkill. Mm-hmm. It's like, hmm. I said, I'm going to get the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell them what we were doing, but I told, uh, I told our youngest, she's seven, I, I said, grab your sister's bow. It's like this children's bow and arrow, right?
0: It's like pink.
1: It is pink. <laughs> so she grabs it and we go to the end of the road. And then I have her pose, by the like holding the bow, get down on one knee and pose like you just shot this thing.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> we are posing
0: with roadkill. <laughs> we are so classy. I take back everything I said about looking good in my boots. <laughs> these, We're outside posing with roadkill.
1: These cars are driving by. I'm taking pictures of my seven-year-old by this dead deer.
0: <laughs> I
1: said it to my brother, who's big into hunting, and, oh, my goodness. Like, she was so happy about this.
0: <laughs> and he was like, I could teach her to hunt for real. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, having a little bit of extra free time, not a bad thing. Because trying to make memories with the kids, I think we've got some time to do that.
0: Oh, you're making memories. (laughs) That's not a question. Yeah. All right.
1: So, uh, moving on to the next question, which is what's something that's been hard? And for me, I mean, I kind of like the lack of routine, but it's kind of hard too. The hard part for me was today when I realized, oh yeah, tomorrow's our son's birthday. Right. Kind of slipped my mind because we're so out of routine. It's yeah. like what's going on tomorrow? Probably nothing. Oh yeah, except our son's birthday. So
0: Right, but you can't really get together with people to right. celebrate. I feel so bad for for our kid.
1: Yeah, you know, okay, so we have two boys and their birthdays are 1 day apart from each other, mm-hmm. 1 day in 4 years. They're really easygoing. And I don't think they're bothered by the fact that they can't get together with anybody for their birthdays. Mm-hmm. But it kind of eats at me a little
0: bit. Well, Mick has agreed to just like postpone. I was like, do you, I mean, do you want to celebrate now? And we will. Like, yeah. we'll celebrate as a family. I was like, or do you want to wait, <laughs> kind of postpone and see what happens? Yeah. It's sort of like Christmas in July, you know, birthday and whenever this coronavirus quarantine is over.
1: Yeah. So we'll, we'll just have a special night at home tomorrow because that's life right now. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Every night's a special night at home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How about you? Something that's been hard.
0: Well, you know that I've been reading this Mary Slessor book, right? Yeah. She and was a
1: Christian missionary back in the late 1800s Yeah, to Africa.
0: Yeah. And it's been a great book. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, that's one that I've been reading to the kids. And then on my own, I started reading C.S. Lewis's autobiography, yes. which has been also a great book, right? So two great books. But what is true of any great book is that there's always conflict, mm. right? Anything interesting, there's going to be conflict in it. And that's why we keep reading books, right? Because we want to see the conflict resolve. And right now i'm in the heavy part of the conflict of both of these books it's really wearing on me it's like really? i don't i don't like hearing about human suffering at all it's not your deal and you know in this mary slessor book particularly there's a lot of um witchcraft and witch doctors and just bad 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 practices
1: bad treatment of other people
0: yes the The hardest part about it is that I know well, first of all, it's true, right? It's a true story. Mm-hmm. But I know that this is still happening. You mm-hmm. know, I think about your, your friend Brant Hansen, who does a lot of work with Cure International. The stories that he tells about the witch doctors and just the great harm that they're doing to people, children, innocent lives. And it's not, it's not over. You know, this book was in the 1800s, but this is still happening today. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a really heart wrenching, um, part of the story, I guess.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of children around the world, not, not only children, but people who need champions to stand up for them and, uh, not only tell them about Jesus, but also, uh, inform the people around them that they are not a curse, that they mm-hmm. are loved by the king of the universe. Right. It's a lot of work that needs to be done.
0: There is. And and what what can we do? And that's a good, I guess it's just moved me to prayer, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Lord, what can I do? How can I help? And And so that's where I'm at this week. I mean, just, it's been my prayer, but sometimes it just gets put more... In the forefront of your mind, yeah. You well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm
1: glad you're reading these stories because it's easy to feel far removed from this stuff because we are far removed from it. But God knows these people who are suffering very well and, uh, and he cares for them. So I, I'm glad this is moving you to prayer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me, what's been on the forefront of your mind this week?
1: Our love for travel
0: mm. and
1: how that's put on hold So yesterday, after church, and by church, I mean we watched it on the screen because of the whole COVID-19 thing, right? Afterwards, we decided, you know what? We're going to make a feast. And Christina, you did such a great job of making this incredible spaghetti dinner. Mm -hmm. It was so good. It was so much fun to be able to celebrate with this big feast as a family. But having spaghetti kind of sparked up some memories of Mm -hmm. last summer when we took a road trip, we went to New York, but on the way to New York, we stopped in Chicago because if I'm going to drive through New York City, I want to practice, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. <laughs> I Why think, not practice through Chicago?
1: Honestly, I think the traffic was worse in Chicago than in New York City. It so, was. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So anyways, we're in Chicago and outside of Lincoln Park, which is a free zoo and amazing, there's this beach. And who knew there could be such a beautiful beach downtown Chicago on Lake Michigan? It was awesome.
0: Yeah, it was sort of tropical feeling, and I, I I was not expecting that,
1: not at all. It was amazing. So as our kids are playing in the water, you bust out this picnic for the beach. <laughs> and it wasn't just like peanut butter and jelly. or.
0: Some people may have preferred peanut butter and jelly.
1: <laughs> she pulls out of her picnic bag this spaghetti deal.
0: Cold. Spaghetti, cold spaghetti in a <laughs> cold cup. Spaghetti,
1: it was amazing. So the two of us are sitting in the in on the beach in the sun, eating cold spaghetti out of these plastic cups. <laughs>
0: I had read about it I'm just I'm just going to give a little caveat here um I had read about that in a in a book by one of my favorite authors and she grew up um both her parents were Italian and so they had spaghetti for every meal I mean they had <laughs> spaghetti all the time and when it wasn't fresh it was leftover spaghetti and so that's what she always brought along to the beach was spaghetti spaghetti picnic and I was like that's <laughs> Hilarious. I never thought about that. So as I was reading her book, I was like, Oh well, we're going to the beach. We should bring spaghetti because that'd be hilarious.
1: <laughs> I was so surprised. It was amazing. And you know, you'd make a little mess. Who cares? You're on the beach. Right.
0: Wash yeah. it off. <laughs> It's good cold.
1: <laughs> it is. It was it was fun, it was memorable, it was special. So as you're making this spaghetti dinner yesterday, I think we both had those same memories at the same times. Like remember Chicago? It was mm-hmm. so much fun. And it had kind of a range of emotion because we know that travel is kind of put on hold right now. I mean, going to the Lincoln Park Zoo, I mean, that's closed down, going to the beaches, can't really do that. Um but then this quote from Dr. Seuss. He said, and you probably heard this quote around graduation time, right? But he said, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. So here I'm thinking we probably won't make it to the beach in Chicago this year. I don't I don't know what's gonna what travel is gonna look like. I mean, we have this great memory.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: we we were able to recall that in the kitchen yesterday.
0: Yeah, and there will be there. – I'm sure there will be trips in yeah. the future. Oh, and, yeah. and it's just on hold for a while. But it is so good. It's so good for the heart, for the soul to just dream a little bit and mm. look forward to something. And I think that you maybe are just feeling a little bit of grieving because you were looking forward to this trip coming up. Um, and so now that's kind of been ripped out from underneath of you and you're like, oh, you know, mm. that's – that's sad. It is. Yeah. I feel it. I feel it.
1: Sure. I mean, the sadness is there, but also the memories of what we've had mm-hmm. and still have. There's a lot to be thankful for.
0: Oh, yeah. I've got a ton of spaghetti. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> we get, when it gets over 40 degrees, we can go out the backyard and have cold spaghetti. How's that? <laughs> All right. So what's been something that's been on the forefront of your mind?
0: I've been thinking a lot about common sense. Okay. So common sense isn't always common practice, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And I think this COVID-19 is really bringing to light a lot of that, just things that should have been common practice, maybe weren't common practice. And we're kind of seeing the necessity for those things now. And, And it's Sometimes it's easy things like, you know, you should wash your hands, right? That's right. common sense. It should be common practice. Um, and how important are we seeing that, you know, to be right now? And and then there's things like, oh, you should, you know, be saving 10% of your income. You know, that's common sense mm-hmm. and it should be common practice. And so has it been? And, and if it hasn't been, then you're going to maybe be feeling a little bit more stressed at this point in time, right? Mm-hmm. So but also thinking more along the lines of even common sense in, do I know my neighbors? Hmm. Do I know their phone numbers? Do they need anything? We have a lot of neighbors who maybe just need a handy just to go to the grocery store because they're a little bit more vulnerable than we are. Mm-hmm. So do I know my neighbors? Do I know their phone number? Am I washing my hands? Um, you know, those are, those are things, but what seems to be, A bigger theme, you know, for me is can I rest? Hmm. That's common sense, right? Like we should be able to rest, we should be able to slow down, we should be able to, you know, be content at home. And is that common practice in my life? Hmm. I'm finding (laughs) um, that no, you know, maybe some of these things that should be common practice have not been. And so now I have to get back into, okay, this is a good common practice. I need to do this. How do I do this? And it's sort of, you know, forcing my hand um, to be home and, and rest. And I'm just finding that maybe I put too much, you know, too much stock, too much time in my kids' basketball and their activities and all the things that we were driving to, you know, like you said, that we're not driving to anymore. Um, So when those things are, have gone away, then what's left? And what's left is kind of really truth-telling, right? Mm. It's all these little things that we have been building or should have been building all along, you know, I think, maybe a physical example of this would be the hairstylist. You know, if the hairstylist is gone, I saw this meme, you know, we're about four weeks away from knowing everyone's true hair color, right? <laughs> because you can't go to the salon anymore. Right. So then what's coming out? What what are your roots? What are what's growing out of your head? What's your true color? And for me, you know, I guess I'm just hoping that I've been sewing Seeds of righteousness and seeds of peace. And I'm just hoping that those are going to be the things that grow out of my life. But I'm just, I guess, more so just questioning myself, questioning my own common practices, questioning what I know to be good common sense. Mm. And and am I actually doing those things? Because now it's time um, to figure that out. And you're going to see it a little bit more clearly. I think that we have in the past, we've been sort of able to mask over it.
1: Good thoughts. That was a good meme.
0: (laughs) It was a good meme, right?
1: Okay. So we teased a free resource that we have available to you.
0: Yeah. Talk about common sense and common practice. This is a resource that we want to give to you to help you be able to make common practice something that makes a lot of common sense.
1: So these are marriage check-in questions. They're just a list of questions that you can go through. I We recommend weekly, but you just run through and each of you, it's basically a chance for you to share with each other some thoughts and ideas, but also, uh, Accountability is part of that too,
0: mm-hmm. because your marriage is going to be one of those truth-telling things that's mm-hmm. coming out. How how have you been sewing into your marriage? How have you been slowly building it week after week after week? You know, day after day. And so, we've put together this list for you. We want to encourage you to sit down with your spouse, or go for a walk in your great rain boots. Yes. Talk through these questions. Just have that time to build into your relationship.
1: So we've been married for 16 years and we started going through uh, this list of questions and asking. And it's fun because I'm learning so much about my wife from these questions. Things like, what have you been reading in the Bible this week? That's really a great time for me to learn what she's doing, what she's learning, how that's applying to her life. It really is an amazing thing. So uh, some great questions in here. So we have that in the show notes for you.
0: Yes, I'll have a link to that PDF in the show notes. And you are also going to find in there our three favorite questions, which is (laughs) what's something that brought you joy? What's something that's been hard for you? And what's on the forefront of your mind? You have been listening to Forefront with Adam and Christina Hannon.